Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters. As we continue the conversation about student ministry, we're going to share an interview that we had with Jason Pruitt. Jason is the Director of Daniel Springs Baptist Encampment. However, before we get to that, I want to remind you about our ministry partner, Central Baptist College. Now, if you have a student looking at what's next after high school, have them check out the folks at Central Baptist College in Conway. Central Baptist College in Conway exists to prepare your students for the future that God has for them. Outstanding faculty and personal staff are ready to help your student get enrolled in taking steps toward future ministry. CBC offers in-class, online, or hybrid course formats for all students with over 40 degrees to fit the style of ministry that God is calling them to. They understand your student wants to be prepared for the future, and since 1952, CBC has helped prepare thousands of graduates for their ministry calling. Now, as I talked with Jason, we focused on the value of church camp following the days of COVID-19. Our guest today is Jason Pruitt. Jason has been in ministry for 28 years. He's a graduate of Criswell Bible College in Dallas, Texas. And in 2014, Jason left the DFW area um, and the church that he had served at for 11 years as youth pastor to take the reins of Daniel Springs Baptist Camp. As executive director, Jason's mission is to be an extension of the local church. His goal is not only to serve the campers, but to invest in high school and college students by bringing them on to not only assist in caring for the facilities, but to minister to the campers and chaperones through leading Bible studies, running recreation programs, and leading worship. Hands-on ministry experience is abundant at Daniel Springs. Thanks for being on the program, Jason. Glad to be here. Well, this is a conversation that I've wanted to have for a while, but I think it's even more appropriate now. We're recording this in the March of 2021, and just recently the governor of Texas, where Daniel Springs Baptist Encampment is located, has opened Texas back up. Now, today we want to talk about the value of church camp following the days of pandemic. Uh, but before we get into that, I'd love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Um, would you mind sharing your call to Christ and, and what led you to camp ministry? You know, I was one of those kids that was drugged to church every time the doors were open. Um, so I grew up in church. And when the Lord really spoke to me at the age of nine years old, uh, I knew that even going to church and having that knowledge was what we knew. But when it came to the truth of knowing that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus to to save me and uh, to take his free gift to salvation uh, because of his death and resurrection at the age of nine, God just spoke to me. I'll be honest with you. I was in church that Sunday morning. I don't even remember what the pastor spoke on. He preached on. 
but I know that when I knew that I made, needed to make that decision, I was standing in the pew. Uh, I actually had my hands on the pew, and I knew I needed to move. Uh, when I let go of the pew, I remember stepping out, and honestly, the next step felt like I was at the altar, uh, speaking to one of the altar workers, uh, knowing that I just needed to make that right. Uh, you know, and even at that age, and I know so many people have struggled with that, because I grew up in church, I knew all the right answers. And even after making that public profession of Jesus Christ being my Savior, I struggled with that because I wasn't saved from an addiction, or I didn't have this big, huge uh, transition in my life. My life didn't really change a lot because, of course, we still still kept going to church. Uh, so I went through those periods of, was my salvation real? Was that step that I took at nine, something that really, really happened, uh, and was it real? So when I revisited that, I just, after talking to some pastors and just knowing that just because my story's not as drastic as some stories, I own the truth that I knew that Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid that penalty of death that we all deserve to give us an opportunity and a place to be in an eternal relationship uh, in heaven with him. And when I made that profession, I grabbed a hold of the truth that, you know, some people look at that and say, my testimony is not this big rambunctious story, but it's still my testimony because I was a sinner saved by God's grace and through the death of his son. And that was an eternal change. Uh, so it's been kind of a process that God really worked on me. Yeah, I made that decision at nine, but he's really unwrapped that uh, through my, my life and, and just opportunities. Mm. So it's just been a really amazing journey. Uh, and you know, that's why I encourage people, your testimony is not going to mirror image somebody else's testimony and you could be a good person and still make that decision to follow Christ. Uh, but it's an eternal change that happened. And I just grab a hold of that truth and God is so loving for all of us. And without his love and his grace and, Jesus' death on the cross, we would all be lost, uh, lost sinners. So that was kind of my testimony in a in a nutshell of how God has just really just opened yeah. that up and, and made that. That's fantastic. I, I love hearing about families that, you know, their children accept Christ at an early age because that means that they were being faithful to take their kids to church. They heard the truth. They responded as they saw fit. I I, I accepted Christ at an early age as well, almost about the same age. And there's always that question as I go back, well, did I understand? Well, the Bible's pretty clear. It says to receive Christ with a childlike faith. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and so I'm I'm thrilled for that for you. And and I, I always hate, you know, kind of my testimony isn't one of those things where I'm saved out of drugs and rock and roll, you know, although those kind of old <laughs> lines of thinking. But God in his wisdom knew exactly how I needed to be saved. And he did that. Well, you also going to share with us uh, what led you to camp ministry? You know, it's kind of the same time. I can remember coming to camp when I was nine years old and I came to Daniel Springs. Mm. Uh, at nine and you know I can remember coming down here and you know it all the things and transitions that's happened since I was nine uh, and all the experience and all the just camp's just unique even at nine God just instilled a love for camp and it's grown over the years as I've gone from being a kid that came to camp to going into student ministry and bringing kids to camp 
and then coming and bringing volunteer groups to work at camp. And then the opportunity just opened up for uh, when James Spear that was here for, uh, he started as a camp director in 1980 and then retired in 2014 when he announced his retirement. God just opened the door for us to come be a part of camp ministry. And even through student ministry, my goal in student ministry was to bring uh, a big group because there's something just amazing about getting away from the craziness of our normal life. And it normally takes a couple of days for all of us to unwind and just get in the moment where we don't have to be tugged and pulled or we don't have the distractions of text messaging or FaceTime or email or all that stuff. You get down here in what we call in a camp bubble. And as God just continued to open that love, uh, and as God continued to just give opportunity after opportunity, not just as he spoke to me at camp and how I loved and cherished that, but also to see what was an impact when we would bring students to camp and to see that that was cultivating in so many lives. What's been really neat as being the camp director here is to see adults just as excited about what camp is, that time to get away, that time to get a breath, to retreat. And you know, Scripture speaks of retreating, and you know, even Jesus retreated. Uh, so it's just something that is just really giving me a heart of just seeing camp ministry in that in that aspect. And I've had the opportunity to talk to many other camp directors all over the U.S. And it's just neat to see and hear the same testimonies of there's something special about coming to camp, being at camp, and getting rid of the distractions of everyday life. And the value of that also is I've built some great relationships, both as a camper as a student pastor, um, and now as camp director, I've built some amazing relationships uh, because we've been able to sit down over a few days and just visit and talk and to see God move and just draw us together. Well, Jason, I know that uh, Daniel Springs is in a a special place, let's put it that way. It's in East Texas. Um, I lived in East Texas while I was attending seminary in Jacksonville, and it well, it's a hot place during the summer, and it's got some fire ants there. Um, but I think it maybe has a couple of good restaurants. What are some places that I might want to find if I'm down in that area? You know, when we moved here, uh, we moved from the Dallas area, Waxhatchee, south of Dallas. And it was a big transition mm. because uh, the pace of life is so different. Being from the Metroplex to the DFW area and then coming into uh, East Texas. Um, but man, we've been blessed to have some amazing places to eat. Uh, I know in Carthage and, uh, some of the places, of course they have Dairy Queen, they have, um, Taco Bell, they have, um, uh, Chicken Express, you know, they have some of those. Of course, one of our staples is Jalapeno Tree. Um, and I know they've got quite a few of those around East Texas, but we enjoy, uh, some good Tex-Mex, uh, in this area. So that's some of the things in Carthage and, um, of course, we have people that go to Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches is about uh, 45 minutes from us. Uh, Longview is about an hour. So you can you can do the hometown or you can really expand out going to Longview and Nacogdoches. One of the places that we would visit when we were down in Texas was a place called Bodacious Barbecue. Are they still down in the area? Yes, sir. They're actually between us and Longview uh, in a little town uh, called Tatum. Uh, there's a b barbecue place there. Um, and of course, Texas barbecue is just something 
uh, to experience in itself. Uh, I know also in Jacksonville, uh, a guy that's uh, special to the BMA that uh, uh, worked with the BMA offices uh, in Jacksonville, and he was also a past staffer uh, when Brother James Spear was here. Uh, Jonathan Wilson has opened up a barbecue place in Jacksonville, which is about 30, well, it's about a little bit, a little over an hour from us. Uh, so they've got amazing barbecue and, and they're connected to the camp. So it's really neat to see how God is just moving people in different locations and still have their uh, connections here. You know, as we march farther into 2021, uh, church camp and summer activities are on our minds as student ministry workers. Uh, 2020 was a big mess for most of us, uh, but especially for those trying to navigate conferences and camps uh, like Daniel Springs. So let me ask you, Jason, what did Daniel Springs do during the summer of 2020? I'm going to be really transparent in saying this. You know, you have expectations, and that didn't change when we moved here in 2015. Uh, this place is supposed to be noisy uh, during June and July and the 1st of August. There's supposed to be so many people on the property that it's just a, it's a craziness going on uh, all the time. It was quiet, almost too quiet. Even through that, and we had to make the decision um, not to host camp because at that point in time, March, April, May of 2020, there were so many uncertainties, uh, so many concerns. Um, so we finally got to the point that we just decided for the safety of everybody involved, the uncertainty of what was happening and transitioning, um, we decided not to host our big camps, our regular summer season of camps. And that was the hardest decision that we've ever made. Uh, I'm going to be very transparent in saying that. There were some people that that were just brokenhearted. There were kids that were brokenhearted. There were parents that were brokenhearted uh, because of what it meant for them. Uh, but we had to look because the great opportunity we have as a camp, you know, scripturally, we're not set up in scripture. Our job is to partner with our churches. Over the years, that has been an amazing partnership. But when we started listening to our churches and we started hearing from pastors, my heart broke for our pastors because, you know, we were making these decisions for a couple of months. They were making these decisions even today are still making these decisions sometimes day by day as to if their churches were meeting. So with us deciding not to have camp, we still reached out to our church and say, OK, how can we at the camp be helpful to you? And that opened up some amazing doors in ways that. I'll be honest with you, I didn't anticipate. But through that, y'all know we, we have a pool here at the camp. And uh, we opened that up for families and small groups to come rent it uh, for a time. And we had so many groups that said, you know, we're going to get out as a small group, but we need to get out of the house. I know at one point in time, we were so, I know all of us were so felt caged in. Um, and, you know, we've got a beautiful 54 acres of property here. And even at the pool, it allowed us to open up the pool for small groups to come in and just get outside and just enjoy distance, <laughs> distance fellowship and distance time together because we're wired that way. Uh, I believe that God wired us to be social uh, and, and to build those relationships. So our, our one of our points was our pool and just allowing families and groups to just come. Uh, and then we had some that reached out to us and said, hey, we are meeting 
Uh, we're meeting in a smaller groups, but we want to social distance and do a retreat. And we had a few of those come out. They would bring their churches. They would bring their small groups. And a few years ago, God placed uh, an opportunity for us to remodel one of our buildings uh, on property. And we turned it into a retreat center. And that allowed us to host those groups that were still mingling. But it we have enough beds in it that it we have 100 beds um, in two different rooms. So we have uh, 50 beds in one room and 50 beds in another. So people could spread out. We have a big meeting room, so it allowed them to social distance and spread out. Uh, that will seat about 200, 250. Uh, it had its own kitchen so that uh, their people could pre- uh, prepare meals for them. And then, of course, we had all the acreage that they could do games and spread out and just social distance. So throughout 2020, it was a hard year on all of us, but God still opened doors for us to partner with families and churches, and ministries. Uh, So looking back on it, it wasn't as drastic for us as we thought it was going to be. God just placed those opportunities exactly where we needed them and exactly where he was going to use them. So it was really neat to see how that partnership continued. Um, It was still a hard year. I mean, again, we went a summer, and I can't, I haven't been able to look back over the tenure of Daniel Springs opening and, and doing ministry that there's never been a summer where they haven't had summer camp. So that was a that was hard to navigate and very tough to navigate. But we're um we're blessed to do that. In anticipation of not having summer camp, uh one of the other resources that is still on our website, uh we put together what we call a camp in a box. Um it had some rec games, it had some what we call energizer songs and stuff. So you can get people moving and, and, and stuff just allow, you know, just to get that goofiness worked up. Uh, and then we also put our Bible study material online and we had some of our summer staff that we had already lined up for 2020 to come in. And we actually videoed them, um, doing the Bible study lessons for age groups. Uh, and we were so amazed at what that putting that resource out there, uh, allowed for churches to still uh, do it social distancing. So not only were we able to partner uh, in doing that, and something another part of that camp in a box is Dr. Atterbury from the seminary came in and we videoed him teaching the adult Bible study. So we really were able to put together a well-rounded product uh, that hit all ages. And it is still up. We still want people to use that. And it was a free resource that we were able to put together. Um, just in keeping in mind that we wanted to resource and be a resource to our churches, because that's what we're here for. Um, we're not just a resource that we want to be a resource for facilities. Uh, we want to be a resource any way we can. So that's kind of what 2020 uh, <laughs> kind of looked like without our big summer camps, but giving us the opportunity to still help our churches and partner with our churches. Uh, both from afar and uh, close up. I am convinced that student ministry workers are some of the most creative people in the church. And uh, I am so excited to hear some of the things that you guys made available uh, to churches that would normally be bringing a group to camp. And they were, I'm sure, disappointed. The students were disappointed. Um, Everybody was. It just, it was a hard, hard year with a lot of things that looked a lot different than they did before. 
You know, one of the big things that we consider as student ministry workers is what needs to stay in the past and what do we need to carry forward as we look towards post-pandemic student ministry. It's just a reality. I know that as a church and our church staff, we've been thinking about some of these things. Um, Most churches are. So there are some that might say that church camp is a thing of the past. So let me ask you, this is the big question that we're trying to consider today is what are some of the reasons that church camp remains a valuable pursuit following the days of COVID-19? That is a big question. And I'm a biased answer. Because even mentioning some of the things that God did through camp ministry in my life and hearing how God just orchestrated some valuable times where I needed to get away from the craziness of life and a retreat. And that's still valuable, especially in the screen-driven world that we're in today. Even when I was growing up, we didn't have cell phones and we didn't have iPads and we didn't have... Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff that just inundates us with just so much stuff. Um, Now, the positives about having that is, is we have resources that are just beyond our our grasp sometimes. But then also, we don't slow down long enough. Our kids' schedules are crazy. Our adult schedules are crazy. We just don't sit down long enough. And it was amazing. One of the things that we encourage, and Daniel Springs is a lot like a lot of other camps, we're out in the middle of nowhere. You know, we've got places we can drive, but still. Uh, so cell reception is very sketchy. And it's funny because you will get you'll get adults and even kids kind of wandering around with their phone stuck up in the air trying to find a cell signal. Um, of course, that's gotten better over the years, but it's still a standard where you come to camp, cell signal is going to be sketchy. But there's been an amazing process that's happened through that, where you go to a restaurant nowadays and you see a group of people both kids and adults, sitting at a table and they're all on their cell phones, texting uh, or looking on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. What we see here in this environment is we're getting unplugged as we're sitting in Bible study or even as we're sitting in the cafeteria that has a metal roof that's really hard to pick up pick up cell signal. There's this ma- amazing thing of what I call a dinosaur that's happened where kids aren't looking down at their their phones or their tablets, because they can't get a cell signal, they're actually looking up across the table and having conversations that happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing that when it comes to retreating and being in that environment where, again, it might take us a couple of days to unwind, but we have those conversations, we have those meetings, those orchestrated opportunities, and we get rid of the noise where God can speak to us in his still, small voice where he don't have to scream over all the stuff that we're, we're hearing each and every day, where we can catch our breath, where we're getting a few hours of sleep, but we're just taking that time to be in that moment instead of worrying about what's happening tomorrow or what's happening the next day. We're here. And that's the unique about uniqueness about camp ministry is you're here. Um, and I know, you know, truth matters are sometimes that campers come and they're excited and they get here and then they're just like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. But after that first 24 hours, whether it's be, be at the pool where they build new relationships, whether it's the Gaga pit and they just living there for that time, or whether it's in the cafeteria when they're sitting down across from fellow students or even their student pastors 
or a kid from another group. And those relationships are just unfolding right in front of you and you're witnessing that. And then you get in that environment where, you know, we inundate. Our rep games have a, a scriptural point to it. Our Bible studies, of course, they're getting that a um, uh, couple of times a day. And worship every evening. Um, we're, we're just inundating this opportunity to share in God's message and truth and to hear people refreshed, revitalized. Uh, I love that the adults that have come and shared year after year where, you know what, I come to camp to get revitalized because when I before I come to camp, life has got me drugged down and worn out. And then just to come and get that fresh breath of air and to hear God uh, in a new and exciting way to just get that boost of energy to be able to go back. You know, I, I tell adults, kids alike every year, you know, I tell our staffers every year, you know, we get an opportunity to invest in these kids and these adults for three or four days and then they're gone. But as an adult, I love that adults come, get refreshed, and they're ready to go back home and run with ministry. It's just really neat to see that process. So mm. I know I've talked a lot about the adults. Of course, yeah. it is amazing to see the transformation that happens when kids see and hear. One of my amazing stories that I've heard as a camp director, we had a pastor that was at the pool and kids were swimming, boys were swimming and stuff like that. And this kid popped up and told the pastor, I'm going to get saved tonight. And that pastor looked at him and said, why do we need to wait until tonight? And they got out on the side of the pool. And that pastor led that kid to the Lord on the side of the pool at Daniel Springs Camp. It is just a place where you can hear the gospel and you can see God move, whether it through wreck, whether it through Bible study, whether it through worship, or whether it through a, an evening where we give the churches their individual times to get together and do their church group devotions together and to hear churches all over the campus celebrating what God is doing in their midst, in their group, that they're going to go home and take this exciting thing and transform it back to their church and share the stories and then just get excited uh, and energized about what God's doing. So when people ask, is camp ministry still valuable? Yeah, I think it is. There's nothing like it. You, you can go to conferences, and I love conferences, uh, but it's different um, because conference has its place. Camp has its place, and I think if we make valuable, we work valuable to, to give any opportunity uh, for God to speak, that's invaluable because when people make that decision, that is an eternal decision that we can celebrate. Well, I know that many students most of those that most of us that accept Christ do it before the age of 21. And so why not pour into activities and opportunities for students and children to hear the gospel message? And that's what one of the reasons I get excited about camp. Now, there are always the course the the, the question of, well, is there is it just the excitement of camp and somebody doesn't make a genuine profession of faith. Uh, and that's a, maybe even a discussion for another time, but you know what? Um, they've heard the gospel. They've set down their phone. They've set down their iPad. They're not in front of a video game or a TV. And even some of the distractions from hard places at home, hard situations, um, they're able to get there and, and hear that gospel. So, well, Jason, thank you for well, sharing some of those, those reasons. You got something else? Well, let me, let me share 
one thing you touched on, um, is it a, uh, an emotional decision? The amazing thing is, because I tacked this on to that conversation about, you know, we get those for four days. When you get an adult who has walked life with them and they're going back with them, that solidifies that decision. Mm. And that's where the discipleship comes again. And again, that's my heart about being a part of the partnership we have is, you know, we get to invest in the adults because the adults go through the Bible study just as the kids. So that conversation is just unfolding as the day goes on and on and on throughout camp. But those adults are getting the same message, the same Bible study lesson, the same everything. So those conversations will continue on. And then the discipleship, I told the adults every time I said, the amazing thing is you get to leave and the fun really begins because <laughs> God's opened these doors and you get to in turn walk life with these kids. And it's just really neat to see the long journey. Well, let me ask you, what does summer 2021 look like? I've seen some things starting to pop out on social media about Daniel Springs Baptist encampment. Um, what does that look like for you guys? Totally different. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you as we've gone through this process. It's It's been a year-long process, uh, just trying to navigate the uncertainty. I know just a few days ago, the governor of Texas uh, announced some big things for Texas. And, you know, I've had that question, how does that affect the camp? But our planning has gone back since last fall as to how we can have camp because we feel it's essential, how we can open up that partnership uh, with churches and still take in consideration the concerns. Uh, because unlike Texas, I know that there are some other states that are still under some of the guidelines, some of the mandates um, that have been passed on since March of 2020. And we are weighing that and, and navigating that really closely. Of course, in Texas, we have to abide by the governor and the state health department guidelines. But we're, we feel like we can abide by those, but we also have to realize because we have churches that come from Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and beyond, uh, we have to take those considerations and how we can best be equipped to partner with these churches and encourage them to say, hey, we are going to do our best to uh, keep everybody as safe as we can because there are still valid concerns through this. So we have adjusted our schedule. In the past, our schedules have been Tuesday to Friday. That's been the standard for I don't know how many years. Taking into consideration that we have some big camps and taking into consideration we have some small camps, we are actually adjusting that normal schedule. And this is on the website. This is going to be on Facebook. But until you see, it's kind of hard to visualize it. But we are changing our camp schedule. We're going to start a camp on Sunday afternoon and end it on Wednesday morning. And then we're going to start a camp Wednesday afternoon and finish it Saturday morning. In doing that, we are shrinking our capacity. We're lowering our capacity. That'll allow us to do more social distancing. That'll allow us to spread people out all over the campus and allow us to still do stuff in a safe manner to combat some of the concerns that we have. We still offer many different camps, and we're excited to be a part of those. We offer some preteen camps that are just for third through sixth grade. Uh, we offer a combo camp, uh, and that's actually running two camps the same week, um, or two camps simultaneous at the same time. We offer a, during that combo camp, we offer a preteen camp and we bring in a camp pastor to allow them to just speak to the preteens 
And then we offer a student camp, again, the same time. Uh, and we have a location where that student pastor, that camp pastor, will sp- focus on speaking to students. Because when you have a pastor to come in and speak to all of them, it's such a broad range. That has also allowed us to offer this to churches that many of our churches have bivocational leaders. And it's offered us to allow this week where they can bring both their groups instead of having to decide which group they'll bring to summer camp. So that's been a really neat camp that's happened. So we have that that combo camp. It's growing. So we are actually offering that as that Sunday afternoon to Wednesday morning and then Wednesday afternoon to Saturday morning. It's going to be the same programming, the same layout. It's just going to, we're going to offer that so it'll allow more churches to come and still consider the uh, guidelines that we're following. And then we offer, of course, we offer a student-focused camp where sixth graders to 12th graders or college students can come. Uh, And then we offer a camp that has been going on for years. It's called the Arklatex Camp. It's a church family camp. And it's been really neat to see that camp grow. And to them, they've been coming to the same camp for so many uh, so many years because it involves churches from Texas and Louisiana and Arkansas um, and surrounding areas like that. And they're just a big old family. I mean, it's just been really neat. Mm-hmm. The uniqueness about that is they're a big family, but it's a church family. And they bring kindergarten, first graders to senior adults. I mean, it is just a broad range. And because of the numbers, uh, that's another one of those camps that we are having to negotiate how to still offer camp for them, but keep our numbers down uh, where we can still social distance. So that's those big changes where we're offering those two camps in one week scenario is going to be a big change. And I hope people will understand that we're offering this because we want to keep their safety in check. We want to keep an opportunity for them to spread out a little bit more because they do come from different states. So that's kind of what our summer looks like. Um, It's a big change from what we've done in the past. We made this because of the uncertainties. Uh, We didn't realize that the governor was going to open up the state of Texas, but in the same instance, we're taking in consideration that Arkansas, the state of Arkansas still has some guidelines. state of Louisiana still has some guidelines. Mississippi, I mean, all these that go on. It's a new experience for all of us. But we've had to make those changes because we know some churches still aren't meeting regularly, too. And this will allow us to offer this to our churches. So uh, from that, we're excited. Uh, It's been a long, tedious process to kind of map this out. Uh, But talking with our board, talking with other pastors um, and hearing their concern in, Jason, what can we do? This is the change that we made in that mindset is how can we still minister to the churches that we have been blessed with, but still keep their safety um, in concern? Well, what I love hearing is the the amount of creativity that all of us have had to employ. Very <laughs> and much. It's just it's exciting. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's what do you do? And we that's been the question all along. What do you do? But let me ask, um, maybe one or two reasons, because to me, 
with what you've shared, you've got some reasons there of why I should consider Daniel Springs camp if I want to take a group to a church camp because you've you've lined out a bunch of great things. But what are two one or two other reasons that you might give? Say, hey, I should bring my group to Daniel Springs. Well, uh, again, that's a, a biased uh, biased question because I'm I'm very biased about camp because it's been so valuable to me. What I have seen and uh, we have been making drastic improvements, been blessed with some amazing volunteers uh, to come in and help us with facility improvements. Um, and we're working on a long range plan to continue that. But with their investment, it's put a new face to Daniel Springs, uh, a face that we couldn't do by ourselves. And that goes to show that there are some people that are invested in the camp ministry. And what does that mean? That means that we've had some churches that have been new, that have come. And, you know, some of those have been hesitant. But I remember one testimony of a a student pastor that came, and they were kind of late in planning. You know, the unique thing about us is we don't have to have registrations done months in advance. This church came, and it was their first year to come. In fact, they'd never seen the place. They'd never seen the property. They didn't know what they were getting into. When he called me and we talked about, this is our schedule. This is our timeline. This is what we do. And when they got on the property, it was like, okay, um, um, uh, well, we didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to experience. So they were new. And, you know, it was all fresh and new to them. But after a day of being here, their kids fell in love. I can't explain it. But it's amazing to see when God uses really just 54 acres in East Texas uh, to change lives. That's pretty amazing. And we want to continue to add activities. But I really think one of the niches that we have is just the opportunity to build those relationships. I mean, we have fun and it's exciting and it's just amazing to see kids playing in rec and playing in tournaments. But it's a really amazing to see those relationships blossom just because we don't bring them here to entertain them. Um, one of our foundations is we want God to change someone's life. And we want to be the place where we could celebrate that um, by building those relationships, by seeing those walls being torn down uh, in only the way that he can do it. and. Yeah, creatively, um, we've been creative in some of that stuff. But I think God's orchestrated a lot of that stuff, too. Um, and, and Daniel Springs is unique. Yeah, it's hot. Now, I'm not going to deny that. It's one of the hottest places on earth. But, you know, we've also made some improvements to kind of uh, combat that because we put air conditioners in everything. So, um, and we've made improvements. But it's just, to me, take the opportunity. Um, let God speak to you through that. And any way that we can be a partner. I mean, we have some groups that have come for years. uh, And then we've had those opportunities where we've been able to introduce them to camp ministry and to be a part of it. So I think it really holds around the truth of that relationship platform that we take. Um, Of course, we're going to continue to to add activities and adventures and stuff like that as the process goes. Uh, But I think that's what's unique about Daniel Springs is just that time. And it's made amazing because over the tenure, you see the same churches come the same weeks, and they've done that for years. And it's not only the relationships they build in their group, it's the relationships they build with other churches 
because again, there's so many of those churches. It's like a big old family reunion. Uh, when churches come together and say, oh, hey, you know, and they met last year, the year before, and built those relationships. So it's it's really neat to see that. Well, Jason, if someone wanted to find out more about the camp or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Man, there's different ways. Uh, we have a website that we're trying to update and try to give as much information as fast as we can. Uh, we have a Facebook, uh, and that's where we post a lot of stuff <laughs> on it. Um, and we, of course, you can, uh, call the office, um, and that number is 903-685-2433. Uh, those are big ways, you know, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, um, and of course social media, we try to stay on top of, uh, but website's going to have a lot of information. Of course, the phone number, you can always call and ask any question you want. Um, there's no goofy question out there. We just want to be a resource any way we can. So that's the big things that we have. And the website, if somebody wants well, to go that, is danielspringscamp.com. It's Daniel and Springs. It's got an S on the front and S on the back. Uh, camp.com. <laughs> I don't have a lot of information on it. We will be sure to have that information in our show notes. Um, and as we sh- share, you, you can contact us if you have any difficulty getting a hold of them. But, um, man, reach out to Jason. Find out more about um, Daniel Springs Camp. If you're looking for an opportunity for your students, trying to find a place to get away, East Texas, you're getting away. Let's leave it at that. So, <laughs> it's a great place. Church. Well, church so camp, church. yeah. <laughs> church camp is a pretty great thing and can impact students for a lifetime. We know that. I know that. Jason knows that. Uh, but Jason, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to share about church camp or about Daniel Springs? Well, I'm going to say this about any camp. Uh, and I wish that I would have had this opportunity or taken the opportunity when I was a kid growing up is the summer staff. Uh, that's the other neat thing about Daniel Springs, I feel like, is our summer staff. Uh, these kids come in and just invest their summer uh, which is a unique thing because a lot of kids can go out and get these magnificent jobs or stay at home or, you know, uh, hang out with their friends. But our summer staff choose to come down here and invest in people's lives and grow in their own walk with the Lord. And from that side of things, man, it's just any anybody that's worked in at summer camp uh, can attest to this. It's just a neat environment. Uh, so I'm going to brag on our summer staff that we've had in the past. And also put this out there. If you ever want to talk about investing in your summer and be a part of a summer that you just can't even begin to describe, except, wow, um, we are and continue all the time. You know, it might be the middle of summer, but we're still talking to people about the next summer and we're still constantly recruiting young adults. um, We talk to some high school students, whether they're juniors or seniors, uh, but we talk to some young adults or college age. Uh, They want to come and be a part of a ministry that is just camp ministry. Uh, And they get to be involved in so many different things. Now, some people say, well, Jason, uh, I'm not comfortable uh, leading a Bible study all the time. Man, it takes all kinds of people to do summer camp. Uh, It takes people to help with rec games, uh, recreation games. It takes people to help all over the place. So don't think that your limitation of doing one thing is all that you can do. We need people that can help with us with media. We need people that can help us with photography. 
we need Bible study leaders. We need worship leaders um, because our staffers do a little bit of everything. Uh, so we want to toss that out there and say, if anybody's interested, we are uh, still looking and always looking for those kids that want to come and just be a part of a summer that uh, it, it's life changing. Not only seeing the life change in campers and adults, uh, but to see the life change in the staffers, the summer staffers. So that's that's really neat uh, to see. And then, you know, just to wrap up my heart on camp ministry, it is amazing to see when we put ourselves in a place where God can speak to us, how he's going to do that. And it's really neat to see and hear the testimonies after camp season. Uh, And this has happened numerous, numerous times where a kid has been here at camp and then they've gone home. And within the next two or three weeks, the doors continue to open and that kid makes a public profession. Churches are working before they get to camp. We get to partner with our churches during camp, and churches are continuing to work after camp. God's using that, all those tools, um, to just change lives for eternity. So it's exciting to be a part, just exciting to be a part. Well, once again, thank you for being with us, Jason. I, I love for our listeners to hear from our leaders in our, in our work as they share about their ministries Now, listeners, thank you for being with us as we've continued the conversation about student ministry. We appreciate you and the work that you're doing with your students in the local church. Know that we love you and know that we're praying for you. And so keep up the good work because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.